0: What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to another episode. I hope all is well. Hope your 2021 is kicking some sick ass. Sick ass ass, I guess. I don't know what that was. Uh, I wasn't sure what I was going to do for this episode, but then I kind of realized that I spent about 10 years of my life touring with bands, taking photos, filming shit, and partying. So for this episode, I'm going to bring up some fun memories that I have while I was on the road. Um... I'm sure I'm missing a ton of them, but for now, I have a list in front of me of the ones that kind of just came to my mind, came to my mind first. Um, I'm sure I'm even missing some that were just full on blackout mode and those are forever gone. But for now, this is what you get. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to crack a, brusque, a brew, a little Teddy Brewski, and uh, yeah, let's get into it all right so for this first one uh it isn't yet me touring i guess it was pre-production for uh my very very first tour with the mice and men Jeez, i mean i graduated high school 2010 so i, I it was shortly I, I don't know it wasn't that long after um, I know that it was Alan, myself, and Austin. We drove from the Bay Area, Northern California, all the way to Southern California. I don't know exactly where. Part of me wants to say like closer to San Diego, but I could be wrong. But anyways, we spent all morning driving. Basically, it was Austin driving, me in the passenger seat, and then Alan sleeping the entire time. But you know what? Whatever. Um, Also, I found out that Five hour energy just makes me more tired. I don't know. So hey, five hour energy five hour energy. Kick rocks, bro. Kick rocks. But while we were at this studio, and I'll apologize in advance for any of these stories. I'm gonna try my best to like I mean, I think I have two dates written down. No, I have one date written down. Um, but I'll try and kind of set the scene or the not the year, but like how long ago it might have been. But This is definitely, for sure, 10 years ago, at least. Yeah. So, um, this studio that we were at, of course, they were doing pre-production for the tour. I mean, they didn't have really lights. Like, you know, now you go to a show, you know, like for anyone that's toured before, like, you know, pre-production you have, well, it's for pre-production. You got to figure out like the lighting cues, basically everything, set things up how you want it, like, set the stage how you would in the normal show, yada, yada, yada. So they would practice during the day for a couple hours or something or an hour, take a break, do another hour or two, figuring out, the, you know, the set list, playing it through, you know, all that fun shit kind of makes sense. And the other time, maybe it was like, some, an, I'd say it's an it would be an even split. Actually, I would say like, practicing for the tour and then 40% just being stupid ass kids and me and Alan being the youngest. Alan's, I think one year older than I am, but I think I was, yeah, I was freshly 18, not freshly 18, but I was 18, you know, like I'm in Southern California with just some dudes about to go on tour for a month. I'm there, I'm doing my job. I'm taking photos, you know, I'm I don't even no I wasn't even filming stuff at that time. But yeah, I, so I was just taking photos, basically just doing doing my damn thing and when it came party time, oh baby, it was it was party time. I and this is when by the way, 4locos were OG. They were the OG 4locos, the ones that they'll make you uh they'll make you do shit. It's crazy. Uh there's a reason why they are no longer the way they are made anymore. I, I think they were just, what was it? Just fucking malt liquor or whatever it was. And then caffeine, I guess, which kind of makes no sense. You can just go buy a regular four logo now and then buy like a red bull. But I guess maybe it was, maybe they're getting sued or some shit. But anyways, I don't remember all that we had to drink, but I know for sure in this scenario, in this memory that I have, and I will, I've talked to Phil from Amias many times about this because it's just it's just funny but we were all drinking and stuff and I was sitting on this couch and I had for sure already had like a four loco we had you know other booze you know there's Jameson floating around or actually honestly at that point I don't even know if Jameson was affordable I mean it could have been like a plastic bottle of some Seagram's or some bullshit but anyways I was sitting on the couch definitely drunk um as an 18 year old would be. And um yeah, Phil he had this really cool knife. Um a cool butterfly knife, I might add, which I don't know any of those tricks. I mean I I mean Phil's insanely sick at those tricks. I mean I have a couple of friends that can do the click click click. You know like I hope you can imagine like the butterfly knife tricks as I went the the sound effects. But basically I'm sitting on this couch and I opened it up, and I guess I had it the wrong way. Like, you have to have, like, the blade facing a certain way. And I had it the wrong way. And basically, I'm sitting there, and I'm doing just, like, these one, like, little, like, turnover things. And you turn it over, and then you flip it back, and it closes. Blah, 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 blah. Doing fine. And then, for some reason, I I did something. I was trying to get too frickin' fancy with it. Oh, I got a burp. Ooh. Excuse me. I was dicking around with this butterfly knife. Well, for one, I shouldn't have been in possession of a knife anyways, because I don't know how to handle a butterfly knife. Still don't, traumatized. But then, being drunk, extra stupid, so I'm flipping this stupid ass thing around, and I flip it real quick to try and close it, and what do you know? The blade, sharp as all frickin' hell, Comes and just slices my finger. Granted, it wasn't that bad. I do still have a scar. So it's like on, like, if you're to look at your thumb right now and you like have it straight, but then you bend it. So you have your knuckle, it was like on the top of the very top of the knuckle, but like a little bit down a little bit towards the fingernail, right on that bone area. And you know, like, for some reason, if you like cut your finger, like the other day at work, I did like a paper cut on my, like, middle finger and shit dude that hurt like a bitch but my finger just started gushing blood and me drunk I mean you're already like when you're drunk you know you you feel warm like you have a sense of being warm and you feel good but like have you ever been like in trouble or like something embarrassing happens or well you get hurt and you're you just feel super flush and you're like wow did someone am I in a sauna right now so basically As soon as it closed on my thumb, the top of my thumb on the knuckle, I saw it start bleeding like crazy. And then I just started to freak out. I was sitting there and like, I don't know how long it was bleeding for. It must have been at least like 5-10 minutes because I was drunk. So, you you know, like you bleed a little bit more when you're drunk. And I'm just sitting there and I, I think... I think Phil, maybe Tino, I'm, I, Phil I know for sure knew about it. If I ask any of them, I'd have, I don't know if they'd remember, but Phil for sure does. And I'm just sitting there like kind of like rocking back and forth, like not crying. There might have been some few tears, but like in my head, I'm going, oh, my God, I'm young. I'm very drunk. I am far from home. My parents are going to be pissed at me. I'm going I I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Here I am. I haven't even gone on tour yet and I'm going to fucking die. This is not cool. But you know, overreacted and realized I wasn't going to die and I kept drinking. Good times. Very very good times. So for this next memory, I don't think anyone besides like my close group of like touring friends. I, I actually almost even outside of a mice and men, maybe like a little bit of of the homies might, but um I have some nicknames with of mice and men. So the first one is they call me gurky G-E-R-K-Y gurky Gerky, uh Gurky Todd, you know, whatever. And then the next one is steak. And that one I'm a little bit fuzzy on what happened because I wasn't exactly there for when it happened, but obviously it it happened to me and the aftermath and stuff like that. But, you know, I can go by DT, Gherky, Gurky Steak, Steak. You know, like, so I think my last, like, few tours with my and Men, the majority of the time I would be called Steak. I think Phil usually only calls me, like, Gherky most of the time. But whatever. Um, so basically how gerky came along is if you're i don't know if you're not familiar with buses there are 12 bunks usually um depending on which or what your scenario is sometimes they do these things called condo bunks which they take out the middle bunk and basically your bunk area is bigger um but bunks basically it's like your own little coffin that you sleep in i mean it's i actually sleep really good in like tour bus tour, tour bus bunks. And I don't know if we were driving or if we were stopped. I don't really know where we were, when we were, but I was on the very top bunk and my curtain was open. Cause every bunk has a curtain and my curtain was like not full, like fully open, but it was like halfway open. My light was on and Phil, I think was in the back in the middle if not the bottom, I think he always had the middle. But anyways, he was just laying in his bunk, like just chilling, and I was in my top bunk, just chilling, watch. I think I was just watching a movie, and he's like, "What you doing, Todd?" I, I, this is just kind of like trying to remember how it went, but like basically, he's like, "What you doing, Gherkin? You girkin up there, girkie Todd?" Basically, he was asking if I was jerking off, and I definitely wasn't. If I was going to do that, I would shut the damn curtain. Come on, Phil. But basically, this one comment that Phil said, what you doing? You gherkin? You gherkin? Gherky Gherky Todd? Basically stuck. And, I mean, till today, I can still get called Gherky Todd. And at first I was like, man, this sucks, dude. Like, I don't want to be called Gherky Todd. Sounds so fucking lame. But then, like, It kind of grew on me and it's funny, you know, like it's, it's not like the most heroic badass nickname, but like, I don't know. It's kind of funny. And the, uh, I know that's not really a great story, but the, uh, the steak part, I'm still a little bit unclear on how it went down, but I'm pretty sure again with the mice and men again, also most of my touring was done with A Mice and Men. So most of these stories will be with A Mice and Men. So deal with it. Uh, okay, so I, I don't know where I was. I was coming back to the bus. Uh, definitely drunk. At this point, I think I might have been. I don't I might have been of age, so I might have been 21 already. I'm not quite sure. Still young. I mean, I'm 28 now. I'm about to be 29 uh, next month. So I'm I'm still young. 21. We'll just call it 21. That's what I think it was. I could be wrong. But basically, I come back to the bus and you can kind of like when someone fucks with you and someone's pranking you, like you can, even if they're really good at like holding it in, like you can kind of tell there's a vibe. But when you're drunk, you kind of don't even like pay attention. So I was going back to my bunk and lo and behold, someone summoned by the name of austin put a raw steak in my like in my pillowcase on the underside i'm pretty sure it was in the pillowcase either way a raw steak in my bed under my pillow whether it was under the pillow or in the pillowcase i'm pretty sure it was under the in the pillowcase sorry and oh my god i was fucking livid, dude. I was so pissed. Part of me wishes that we had like a a Foreman grill or something like that because oh dude, thanks. When when did you buy this? Today? Oh, okay, cool. Uh thanks for the free uh the free meal, bro. No. I was one, like I said, drunk and I saw that steak and I was like, you oh, I was so fucking pissed. I was not happy. And I don't know how this came into the the mix, but I had Sriracha in my hand. And I don't know what, I don't know how, but like I had Sriracha. It might've been with, because I don't know if it was me. All I know is I smacked my hand on my bed and Sriracha went all over the walls of my bunk. So I think I could be wrong. I think Austin put the steak in my pillowcase and maybe put like sriracha on my bunk or something like that or on like a plate. I think he put it on... Or no, I, I dude, I don't know. This, there was sriracha. I think I introduced sriracha into the, the story, into my own life because I was like making food or something and it was on a plate, I think. And I was so pissed and I just fucking slapped the shit out of this. I think it was... Part of me, like when I'm envisioning this story, I see a plate with like some sriracha on it, because maybe I was like getting ready to like, I don't know, eat a hot pocket or some shit, and I slapped the living shite out of that plate with sriracha on it, and it just went splattered all over my walls. So not only do I have to like get this raw steak out of my pillowcase, now I have to clean sriracha stains off of my own bunk and well now well at that point my bunk smelled of sriracha and like cleaning solution and then like a little tiny hint of steak so one of my nicknames from that was they called me steak and then you combine gherky and steak Gurky steak that one's not as common but Either I get called Gherky, Gurky Todd, or just Steak. Steak one's kind of cool because, I mean, I love Steak. And Steak, I think, is a lot more, I wouldn't say badass. Badass is way too strong of a word for it. But it's a little bit more manly than Gurky. Oh, what is Gurky? Oh, yeah, your nickname is about jacking off? Nah. Not into it, bruh. But I embrace it. I embrace it. Gherky or Steak? Gurky Steak. I don't know. Whatever, bro. To the next one. Alright, this one's a little bit more recent. And it's not with a band. It was with a DJ group. Or well, it's two people, but one guy goes out and does like the actual shit. But uh a DJ of the name Bass Jackers. Uh they are pretty big. And I I got hired by them through Breathe Carolina because I went on tour with Breathe Carolina in Miami. I'm so sorry. This beer. Drake's Aroma Coma. Not bad. Indian Pale Ale. 8%. (laughs) I'm about 3 in. So excuse me. Anyways, uh, base jackers. It was a two day thing. I fly in to Las Vegas, and then the next day we fly, like next day in the morning, we fly to Arizona. Two and done. Fly in, fly out, fly in, fly out, home, done, said and done. Boom. So I fly there. I have this nice ass hotel room. I think it was at the Delano in Vegas super pumped him and I get a workout going on and you know we're having a good time and then at some point we have to go to the daylight something daylight club I don't know what it's called I know it's daylight it's a outdoor pool and because he has a set there and dude it was fucking awesome man like I've never had so much Dom on. I'm probably saying that wrong but some Dom P I have my own personal bucket of like Budweiser just come, you know, just showing up, you know, having a great goddamn time. You know, like walking around this pool, you know, getting cool photos, you know, just chilling, you know, like getting good content, having a great goddamn time. Sorry, God, I love you. Um, you know, kicking ass, taking names. His set's over. We end up going to What's it called? I think it's like the old Las Vegas Strip, like Golden Nugget area and whatnot. And, you know, we get some crazy-ass, like, tourist shirts. I've got, like, one that has, like, a peace sign, it's tie-dye as shit. Like, it's crazy. It's fun. It's great. And then I think we end up going from there to Omnia because his buddy was DJing and and stuff like that. And, And then after that, we go to a strip club, and that was a great time. Like, just a, you know, like, maybe... Six people. We're just kicking it, having some drinks at the strip club. We don't get back to the hotel until, I think, 4 a.m. And I want to say, I could be wrong, but I want to say, like, I had to be up at, like, 8 or 9 because we had to go catch a flight. Our car was going to be downstairs, I think, 8 or 9. And apparently, I... Well, one, I slept in. I definitely, hey, I set an alarm. All right. Don't get up my ass about it, but I set an alarm, or at least I think I did. You know, you know, all right. Sometimes you set an alarm for sure. You know, you set an alarm and your alarm just never goes off. I don't know. Anyways, I wake up to Marlon. Marlon, I hope I'm saying that right. I don't know. Uh, Marlon is bass jackers. Um, I wake up to him, like, pushing on me, like, waking me up in my hotel room, like, physically, like, hey, bro, we gotta go. The car is downstairs. We have to go to the airport. We have to catch a flight. Wake up. And I'm freaking out. I'm pretty sure, like, in my, like, half-awake state, I was like, I know, I I know, I know. Like, I feel like I kind of gave some sass. The fact that he doesn't hate me, Or at least the fact that he can play it off like he doesn't hate me. I don't think he does because the next day we had a great time. But the fact that the talent had to come in and wake my bitch ass up was so embarrassing. But this is how he got into my room. So he went down. I guess he texted me, I guess, or something a few times. I think maybe a call. Obviously, I didn't answer because I was passed out. So he went down to, like, think the front desk and was like, hey, like, Blah, 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 blah. Here's the situation. Like, I don't know exactly what he said, but you know, along the lines of like, this is my guy, like photographer, videographer, whatever you want to say, like what room is he in or whatnot? And it's like, I don't think, I think they were able to like give him my room number, I believe, but like they couldn't give access to my room. Makes sense. Of course. Um, Well, the way he got into my room is my drunk ass didn't shut the door all the way, which is weird because these doors were like pretty heavy. You know, like legit hotel rooms, like if you open up your hotel door and you like walk in and you let it go, it's loud. It like slams shut. Apparently, not these ones, okay? I did not shut my hotel room door. It was open. I mean, okay, it wasn't open like a jar, like wide open, but like basically, all he, had to, all he had to do was just go, boop, and there he was in my room, waking me up. I had to frantically get my shit together because, like, I don't make a huge mess, but like, you know, I had some of my camera shit and like my computer and stuff out, like some clothes and and whatnot. So I had to like scramble all this shit together, run downstairs. Our fucking Lincoln Navigator is downstairs, a black car, like a nice driver. It wasn't like we're taking like an Uber X or a taxi. Like it was like a legit black car, like legit shit that added to it. I was like, fuck, I'm such an asshole. And the entire time one, I'm so hungover. It's not even funny. Like the fact that I royally fucked up and hungover was just not a good combo um luckily he's a savage badass and we literally just walked through security like I don't even remember him showing any passes or anything like granted it wasn't like super busy but like even with like the what is it clear at the airport clear where you can just like take a different line or uh like pre-check or something like that oh dude no we literally just bypassed everyone just walked didn't even talk to anyone just kept walking put her shit on the conveyor belt walk through and i think we sat at the gate for maybe like 10 15 minutes 20 maximum and the entire time sitting at the gate i mean i dude i don't even know how many times i apologize like it was probably like overly annoying like the first 10 apologies probably were accepted and then after this was like bro shut up I know you're sorry and you're an idiot stop apologizing so besides apologizing for the entirety of my life with him um, the entire flight my head was buried into the seat in front of me because I was so hungover luckily I think it was only like an hour and a half flight but basically we got to Arizona he did his set like we rolled up like uh, they had this like bar car. Him and I started drinking again, which, you know, like was, you know, lit a f- fuel under my ass again. And we had a good time after we went and gambled and drank and hung out. And yeah, it was a good time. Uh, Marlon, if you're listening, doubtful. But if you're listening, love, brother. And uh, sorry again. <laughs> Hope you don't hate me. All right. I don't know about you. But I don't know why people are super super hating on Fireball. I know. I okay. I can. That sounds stupid. I can understand why people hate on it. The Hangover is insane, and like, but people say they hate the taste. I I love the taste. I like at work the other day. I had um. It's like one of those. It looks like a small like like a gobstopper, but it's the red. It tastes like a, what's it called? I forgot the name of it. Hot, Red Hot, Red Hots. I don't know. It's the hot cinnamon candies, but it's like the hard ball of candy. I don't know. It tastes like that. And I love it. But going off of that, this, it's not really going to take that much time of this story. But um, there was one time, um, I believe it was in San Francisco. Yeah, it was in San Francisco. Um, so I'm maybe like 45 minutes to an hour away, probably from this venue an hour away. And well, I wanted to go see my homies. We came as Romans. Rest in peace, Kyle. Bavone, I love you. I miss you. And I uh, wish you're here. But anyways, um, uh, a few buddies and I, we drove down or sorry, up to San Francisco to catch the show. Um, I brought my camera cause well, uh, I'm a, a photographer, I guess. So <laughs> I was just taking some photos. I, I might have taken some video, or whatever. And, you know, I was just going to go after the show, after a little bit of partying, I was just going to go home. Right. And it, well, uh, plans changed. And while we're on the bus, they're like, hey, uh, do you want to come with us for like a week, like the last week of tour? I was like, huh. Yeah, bro. Let's go. Um, I ended up having to use because I didn't have time to go home and get my computer. I ended up having to use Andy Buttjow's computer to edit, which is, I mean, obviously awesome that he did that, but like it was a pain in the ass. Anyways, uh, one thing that stands out is they had this fireball, I guess, dispenser. Usually you see them at a bar. Like it's like this big, it kind of looks like a small mini frit. Well, okay. It's not. A mini fridge but like this big box maybe like two feet in length one foot in width and like the height is like two feet or something like that and what you do is you put two bottles two full bottles of fireball on the top and what happens is like there's like a cooling or chilling mecha mech. jeez that's a fun one mechanism that's such a whack-ass word like a chilling mechanism. So when you press this button, it'll pour like a perfect shot, I guess. But it's like cold as fuck. And I think in one night we went through... God, I'm probably going to be wrong about this, but I know it was like some insane amount. I think we went through like maybe six to eight bottles. I could be wrong. It might be overstepping, but we drank so much fireball Um, but the reason i wanted to bring that up well one it's a it's a fond memory of mine because it's it's fun and i also uh you know miss kyle uh rest in peace love you buddy um but right here i have a uh a little shot thing a little plastic shot thing of fireball so i'm going to take this real quick in, in honor of uh well one just fun tour times Fun memories, but also to, uh, to Kyle, Kyle Pavone, Missy buddy. And, uh, love you. Cheers. <laughs> oh, geez. It's like you took the all, like, uh, the entire box of red hots and you like chewed it aggressively for five seconds and then swallowed it. Oh, wow. Whew. Anyways, onward. All right, so if you don't know me at all, which probably most of you don't, I, besides like the touring world, I used to play hockey most of, okay, so touring about 10 years of my life. Before that, I was heavily, heavily into hockey, very top you know, tier of hockey. Uh when I was sixteen, tried out for juniors team, shit like that, basically I traded my maybe potential career of hockey for a camera and then touring happened blah 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 but on warp tour, I believe two thousand twelve I was with Miss may I, and i um uh, falling under jeez can't talk that fireball Jesus. I feel it going down my body or whatever. Um, (laughs) Falling in Reverse was on that tour as well. And I guess Ronnie Radke, I don't know if it was just him, but he brought, I want to say he brought two nets. I know he for sure, yeah, no, it was just one. He brought one net, I think. But anyways, what we would do is like, the The shows where you have, like, the amphitheater, you know, the amphitheaters usually have this nice, slick, concrete floor. So, what we would do is, this is, I think we played a couple of times, but this time, um, dude, it was, like, it was so fucking sick. A bunch of just band dudes and crew and shit like that just playing a bunch of, like, street hockey, you know, like, sticks and then that orange, that neon orange hockey ball. And... I was on the same team as Ronnie Radke, obviously, because that was the best team. And not to toot my own horn, but I was probably the best one out there. I was just scoring goals, baby. Left and right. Oh, just mopping the floor. And it was great. It was great. A lot of high fives because, well, we were kicking ass. But at this time, I believe he was, I don't know if he was dating her or whatever. But if you've ever watched spy kids as a kid and I know I did which is why I'm so I was just so like in awe of this person being here and I was like little like chirpy butterflies over, you know like the snapchat filter with like the hearts around your head and shit like that like that was me but watching us play hockey maybe this is why I did so good I mean obviously besides the fact that I'm a freaking savage among little bitch asses is Alexa Vega. If you don't know who she is right now, look up Alexa Vega. You might need to type in Spy Kids. I don't know what she's doing now, so you might get some weird ass person. I don't know. But Alexa Vega from when she did she did Spy Kids. I don't know what else she did, but certified baddie. And i like a weirdo was playing with a phone in my pocket I don't know I must have had shorts on and you know basketball shorts and you have like a a phone in your pocket like no matter how tight you tie that waistband drawstring or whatever your phone ends up like outside of your shorts and it's like hanging way too low and it's like weird and shit like that so like it took me like a little bit of time to like work up the courage to to walk over to Alexa and be like, hey, do you mind holding my phone for me for a second? And of course she's like, oh my God, yeah, sure. Like, cause she's nice and she's a a real good person and she's not gonna steal it. Cause she's, well, one, she was in Spy Kids. But just the entire time I was just like, oh my God. Alexa Vega from Spy Kids? is holding my phone right now what I don't know that that moment will always stay with me that I mean the moment is cool that like you know Alexa Vega that's cool spy kids I guess whatever like I didn't fanboy out but I was like hey I know who the fuck you are that is awesome hold my phone make yourself useful anyways no um no she was super sweet and. Yeah, I continued on kicking some frickin' ass at hockey. Boy. Strippers, baby! (laughs) Fellas. Strip clubs. Pretty sick, huh? Good way to waste your money. (laughs) Woo! But it's also a good time. And also, sometimes they have dank-ass food. This is not one of those stories about food. I know I've talked about it before where I'm like ass kicked by you know, uh, a dancer at life-size tic-tac-toe and there was delicious steaks and, and shit like that. But this one's a little bit different and I believe we were in Nashville and I believe, so the night before, went to the strip club. I forget who went, but I was on tour with the Mice and Men and I don't, I don't know who went. Um, and I'm not saying that cause I don't want like to air anyone's dirty laundry or some shit like that but nothing bad happened just we went to the strip club had a good time (laughs) had a good time and well i mean there were some like rocker chicks that were like the talent the dancers and we all you know after their shift and whatnot like we all like everyone was kicking it like it was a decent group of us and then like a decent group of them and you know, we're all just shooting the shit, having fun. Like, no one, like, specifically was, like, macking on anyone. It was just like, hey, we're here for a reason. And then you kind of know some of the people that are here. And let's hang out. Let's have drinks. Cool. Great. Oh, by the way, we have a show tomorrow. Would you guys like to come and hang out? So, fast forward to the next day. Um, I would say maybe, like, two... Maybe three or four of the the dancers came to the show, and then after, of course, you know, it's a we had a party night and it was great and it was fun. It wasn't like super party where it's like back in the day. I remember there were some times where we had like these raging, raging parties where like the bus was like if you were on the outside of the bus and you were looking at the bus, like it was, it was just it was. It looked like we were going up like speed bumps, just but maybe like more metal, but um so there came I think before like the party kind of cracked off, and this might have even like jump started the party, one of I guess somehow like someone was like asking this I don't know how it came up, but basically fast forward a few minutes and I'm sitting down with my drink and this stripper or dancer, talent, whatever you want to call them, lovely girl, she has her hands on the floor, her head down by the floor, her feet up in the air, spread over my shoulders and kind of starts dancing and blah, 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 blah. Like, I don't know what was playing. If there was anything playing in my head when I remember it, I don't remember any music going on, which makes it kind of weird. But there came a point, and it didn't last long, but it felt way too long. She began to slam her ass in to my face. Any other time, I think that would be okay. Maybe at the strip club. But when I'm in a tour bus surrounded by like 12 other people and nothing else is happening, everyone is watching my face get rammed by a like just cheeks. I felt so uncomfortable. I was like, OK, well, OK, well, hold on. Uncomfortable because I'm like, this is not the situation for this. It is funny. It is very funny. Very, very funny. I was laughing, but also like, ow, my nose. You're going to break my nose. This kind of hurts. You know when you get like hit in the nose and you feel like it, it starts to get like really warm and it like has this weird feeling. Like I've never broken my nose, but like it, it was starting to hurt. I was like, ow. Like, I don't, I want to like this, but I don't like this. This hurts. And it was just so weird because it's like, there was no, it would be different if like strippers came up on the bus and like They were like dancing and just everything was just, you know, like lights are off, just rager of a party. But no, lights on. Clap, clap, lights on. Just getting booty blasted in the face. Clothes on, don't worry. But like, fuck, dude. But I think that might have jump started the party. If anyone listening has had an incident like this where like you've had a stripper unwantingly, like break your face with their butt. Let me know. It was strange. But looking back on in the moment, it was uncomfortable. It was very, it was conflicting. It's uncomfortable because everyone's watching. It's not the vibe for this at all. But here I am sitting on the bus, not trying to spill my drink. And hoping that my nose is not bleeding. Good times. Yay. If there's any photographers or videographers that are looking to tour or are, well, it's pandemic. But if you're looking to tour or you've already toured and shit like that, like, for the future maybe don't stage dive with your camera because i definitely remember and i think this was the last time i ever did it actually i think it was the yeah first and last time uh we were in again with the mice and men i think it was on the monster outbreak tour uh again don't have a date for you but i know we were in pittsburgh at the altar bar which i looked it up it is permanently closed kind of a bummer but anyways I remember, and this is when I was like pretty young. I think I was still like under 21. Like, so I can drink like a champ, get drunk, and be fine the next day. I wish I could do that now. I'll have like a six pack and feel like absolute dick the next morning. Anyways, I thought it was going to be, I was thinking about the shot. I was thinking about the photo or the, no, it was a video. I was thinking about the video footage. I was like, this would be a great idea if I, were to jump off of the stage and have them crowd surf me with the camera. Great idea, Danny. Go for it. Send it. Send it. Send it, bro. I sent it. I sent it hard. I used to play hockey, bro. These legs are thunderous. Is that even a word? Thunderous? I don't know. Thunder thighs, baby. Uh, Anyways, I sent it full send into the crowd, jumped and no one, no one caught me <sighs> like it was okay. Like it was like no one caught me. I didn't hit straight ground, but what happened was like jump mid air, I turn so I can kind of like, like imagine if you were going off the stage, right? And you're going to do like a crowd surf. What you do is you don't go dick down or vagine down you like jump and you turn so everyone can grab your ass and float you safely ashore to uh wherever you're going so i did just that i'm mid-air and i twist and i turn around gracefully with my camera in hand recording and I think I like maybe one or two people were like on board with what I was doing. And I get halfway maybe to the like, waist height. And that's when people realized what I was doing besides the other like two or three champions that were paying attention to me, not the band. The And basically, I ended up on the ground on my back with my camera, maybe a foot or two away from the pit. There's people jump in. Luckily I didn't get stomped on. And I don't really have like claustrophobia unless I get back from the gym and I'm sweaty and I can't take my shirt off or my hoodie off and I start to panic a little bit. But like I can be in like a closet or like a tight space for a little bit, but whatever. Not crazy claustrophobia, but like it's sweaty, it's disgusting. There's probably like booze and spit and blood on the ground and I'm laying there like try not to fucking die. Like I wish I had the footage of that because I wonder if I still have like, see, this is one of the things like for this episode I was trying to find like footage. I'm going to try and find it. Stay tuned. But yeah, that shit sucked. I highly, I highly suggest that if you are a photographer or videographer if you're going to like stage dive, maybe like wave to the people in front. Like, hey, I'm going to do it. I'm going to, you know, maybe like do like a swan mo- movement with like your hands and arms, like like a swimming motion, like breaststroke, breaststroke. I'm going to go and do that. Hey, yo, you, I'm going to dive. Yeah, catch me. Catch me. I didn't do that. Uh, Words of Wisdom. Stage stage, I can't talk. Jesus, damn fireball, bro! It's only thirty-three percent alcohol, anyways. Next, surprise, surprise! Another of my cement story, of course. I think the rest of them are mm. one, two, three. yeah. Um, I want to say this is two thousand twelve. I know for a fact we were in. We were in New York. New York. New York. New York. No, no, sorry. No, no offense. I, I butchered that. Anyways, we were in New York and we played a gig. I want to say so it was a mice and men. I think Siler played on it. I don't know the venue, but basically like a bunch of suits came out to the show. And after we went to a bar, we got shitty. Um, I think we also ended up at a strip club, which basically we got kicked out of, I think. No, I don't know if we got kicked out, but basically like we all like 10 deep went to a strip club and we literally just went to the bar and drank beers. Like we didn't even pay attention to the dancers. I'm sorry. I know it's shitty, but it happened, whatever. Um, We leave the strip club. Um, Some people, most people leave and it leaves myself Alan, and our merch guy, Mark. I don't know if you. I don't know. It was... Well, it was freaking 2012. It was a long time ago. But somehow I know it was myself, Alan, and Mark, our merch guy, together. And we end up having to take a cab to the bus. Which I think it might have been like a 20-minute cab ride. Maybe 20, 30 minutes. Of a cab ride to where our bus was. Cause you can't park buses in New York City. You just can't. It sucks. Like whenever you go like play the the PlayStation to theater or, or whatever, like it's like a, a drop and go. You have to drop your shit and like, hey, if you want to bring anything to the green room, bring it now because then you're not gonna have whatever you want. So wake up, get your shit, get off. The bus will come back come back after the show and then we'll we'll leave. But anyways. The bus was at the hotel room because we had, I think, a day off the next day or whatever. Um, but anyways, we take this cab ride and this hotel or wherever we were, there was a hotel there, but there was this massive parking lot and there was a shit ton of tour buses. I'm talking a lot. And funny enough, there was one bus that looked like pretty identical to the bus that we were on, so we pull up. We tell the the cab driver to just wait, because I don't know why, but like, I don't know if we paid him already or something like this. It was just some, it was some Indian dude that could barely speak English. Um, there is, I think they took it off of their uh YouTube page, the of my Semen YouTube page, just because rebranding and that shit's kind of irrelevant now. It's not even worth having up anymore. Um, I gotta, I have the footage somewhere. I gotta find it, but. Basically, we have this cab driver waiting right by the bus, and we're like, oh, okay, cool. We're just going to punch in the door code and walk inside our bus, as what we thought would happen. Well, all three of us try the code, and I'm filming this entire thing, and the code is not working. We try it so many different times, Alan, the entire time is just trying this code that we have for our bus over and over and over and over. And like, it's not working. And meanwhile, I'm filming Mark. He's trying to wake up anyone that's in the bus. And it's, it's going to be hard to explain because like, I mean, if you've seen a tour bus, you know how long it is, but if you haven't seen the inside, you might not know like where things are within the bus. So there's like, you walk in, there's the driver, there's like a, a captain's chair or like a a bench seat where you can sit up there and talk. And if you smoke cigarettes, you can smoke cigarettes up there on the drive and shit like that. But then you go through the curtain or the door and then there's like the front lounge and then the like front lounge and bathroom. And then you go through a door and then there's the the bunk area. And then there's beyond that, there's the, the back lounge. But it was so funny because in the video, Mark starts banging on like the beginning of where the front lounge is or a little bit like halfway through. And he thinks that he's by the bunks. So basically where he thought the bunks were, was like the entire, almost the entire front lounge and like the bunk area. So he is like going like halfway through this bus, like banging on the bus hard. And also if you don't know, if you bang on a tour bus, like, yeah, you hear it from the outside. You'll hear the bang. But also, there's like, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just like electrical shit. I don't know what it like, if it's like an alarm or, or whatever. But like, if you bang on it, you hear this. boom, I'm not doing doing it justice. But like, if you bang on it, it's like. Bow. So I don't know what that is. But like, you could hear it pretty loudly. And he's just he's yelling. He's trying to wake up our. Not uh, one of our texts. He's like yelling his name. He's like, "Wally, Wally, wake up!" Like we were trying to wake someone up so we can get in to the bus, and he's like banging, and we try and like we go to the other side, and like I ask him, like I was like, "Hey Mark, like what's going on?" And he's like, "Well, our cab driver, driver, driver is over here. He's asking for this much money, and blah 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 like." And then out of nowhere, you hear Alan. Hey, hold on. I got it. Apparently, he got the door open. So Mark and I run over to the front where Alan is. He's opening up the door and both on. I might have taken a step. Into the bus. But Alan walked up into like where the front door would be or the. uh, Like past the driver's seat and then Mark was behind him. And they both stop. And like they start like Alan starts like laughing and kind of like not freaking out. But like he's like, oh, my God, this is not our bus. This is not our bus. And it was not our bus. So basically we, well, I wouldn't really call it breaking in because like, well, one, we thought it was our bus. But Alan was just plugging in at one point, like when he. Gave up on putting our code in that we thought it would be he started just punching in random numbers. And eventually got the door open and it was not our bus which is insane and then somehow. I, I must have blacked out because I don't remember getting in the cab after that and going to our real bus. But I do know that that is def it's, a, it's for sure a memory that I'll, I will always remember. Breaking in, lo, loose, I will say loosely termed, breaking in to another person's bus. That could have been bad. Imagine just going to someone's bus. Like, we, could, I mean, obviously we're good people, but imagine if that was some just like homeless fucking dude and he was like, beep, boop, pop, beep beep, 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 pop. bus and the fact that no one was on the bus like all the banging and like the talking and the yelling and codes getting put in like no one I guess was on the bus or if they were like were they on like sleeping pills or some shit because like it was loud like real loud so I don't know that's a very funny one I will always remember that Alan always remembers that I think we might have talked about it on the episode that I had him on the podcast. Um, You can look for it. I don't remember what episode it is, but that was a good one Mm, on to the next one. I need a beer. Hey, what's up? It's your boy. I think one memory that I will never forget. Okay. Well, all of these I won't forget because well, these are the ones that I first wrote down. Um, But one that I think I will always cherish is the fact that I got to go overseas for the very first time. You know, fights, fights, flights paid for, you know, getting paid to go overseas with the Myson men. I was so, I've always wanted to go overseas and, you know, I finally got to and it was absolutely amazing. Thank you again to the Myson men boys. I love you so much. If any of you are listening, I love you. I love you. I love you. And it was just such a great experience. But the one thing that there's so many different memories, you know, in Paris, we're, Tino comes out with two baguettes and uses them as drumsticks and throws them into the crowd, you know, just trying great food, you know, just having a great time seeing all this, like just a different world, you know, like it's crazy. But the time that I will definitely like over everything is when I got to see the Eiffel Tower. That was something very special to me because it's like I've seen it in movies and shows and, and whatever and, just, you know, just, it's insane. It's one of those places that it's like, it's not to sound like a chode, but like it's pretty damn magical. And the fact that I got to go, it was awesome. Like I I hope to go back again, whether it's, I mean, I don't know what my deal is with touring and where that's going to go with my, my own life and stuff like that. I kind of took a, a, a step back from it, but I, I would definitely, definitely go again. Um, probably have to pay up the ass to go but um, how the day started is we uh, again I'm with A Mice and Men it was with so A Mice and Men Siler and Wage War maybe one other band I think let me see I got my laminates right here that was another thing when I was like I had my list of things that I was going to talk about and then I was like oh maybe I'll go through my laminates and like Maybe like a a memory will will spark up. Guarantee you, after I end this, I'm going to have a memory that pops up and I'm like, oh, what? Okay. Yeah. It was just, it was just a mice and men wage war in Siler. So we roll up to the venue in Paris and I I forget who I was with. I might have been with Sean, the one I had on my uh, podcast, episode 95, our lighting guy. And. I think it was him, but anyways, we walked. You know, it was in this park, and we walked around this park a little bit. Walked around, and uh, don't judge me. Actually, I don't even fucking care. We went to we went to a freaking McDonald's. Okay, we went to a McDonald's, and you know what? McDonald's everywhere else besides Cal like not California, like just the U.S. is so much better. I will still say though that Canada. McDonald's in Canada is still the best. I don't know why. Maybe it's because their standards of fast food are higher. That makes a lot of sense. But anyways, the McDonald's in Paris is really good. And we're just chilling. And also, a little bit of story within a story. You know, you get like a number. Like, you go order McDonald's and you wait for your number. Um, I get my ticket, and I think it was like ticket number 98 I think I think it was and I'm waiting and there's like 20 other people in like there's maybe 10 people in line waiting to order and then maybe another maybe another 10 people waiting for the food including myself and my buddy and to me I'm like okay cool I'm number we'll just I I think it's 98 like I said and I'm like expecting someone to call 98. Saying it like that. 98. Numbers. I know there's like French and they speak it differently, but I thought numbers were, I don't know. I'm dumb. I'm blonde. I'm blue eyed. I don't, a uh, toe head, whatever. I didn't know. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, oh, 98. I'll just wait until I hear 98. Oh, God. Nope. They like spoke French through and through and I was like what like I kept looking around like because no one was claiming it I was like I don't know and eventually like very slowly because I had my like hand down by like my thigh with my ticket and then like I slowly like real slow shamefully just like put it in front of my face with my ticket and it showed 98 and the lady was like I don't know what she said because I don't know what she said, but basically I got my food. But anyways, while we were there, I got a text from Jay from Siler, who also I had on the podcast. You can go back and, and find it. It was a really good episode. But anyways, I got a text from Jay and he was like, hey, um, I know it's your first time overseas and we're going to go see the Eiffel Tower. Would you like to go? And I was like, oh, yeah, uh, I would love to. Um, so I just had to make sure that it was okay with the, the rest of the guys. Um, obviously they were totally fine with it because, well, it's my first time and passing up, going to see the Eiffel tower that would have sucked, but you know, I'm there for work and wanted to make sure that it was okay. And you know, we are in an Uber and we're along for the ride, passing through these lovely neighborhoods and just seeing all this fucking shit. Like, it's so cool. Like just. All these houses, these buildings, like people riding bikes, like it's just so amazing. It's so much different than like anywhere in the United States. And it's amazing. It's Like you think Venice Beach, the strip is cool. Fuck that shit. bro. I want to go live in Paris. But it was cool. Like we're talking like. Just having a good time listening to music like we're just just having a goddamn good time. And then it was so weird because, like, we are you know, just driving and driving. Like, it wasn't that far away. Like, maybe 20 to 30 minutes away. And, like, we were just, like, absorbing our surroundings. And then out of nowhere, the car stopped. Like, we passed by this big-ass building. And then we stopped. And we're like, oh, okay, we're here. Like, now we need to go, like, walk somewhere. And then all of us, like, looked to our right. And boom, Eiffel Tower. It's right there. It was just one of those things where it's like, we know where we're going. We don't know how far it is, where it is, what to expect. And then caught in conversation and taking in like the surroundings. We weren't ready to like fully. There was no, I don't know. It was like there was no lead up to it, like seeing it from a distance. And as you get closer, it gets closer and bigger and yada 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 we just passed by this big building and then all of a sudden boom that big square and then down the way the Eiffel Tower and dude it was so fucking cool I cannot wait to go back there and that's something like obviously this is a story that I'll tell my kids when I'm older maybe not after a shot of fireball but Man, if you, if anyone listening has a chance to go see the Eiffel Tower, highly suggest it. Go walk around a little bit. We walked down to the Eiffel Tower. Um, They had construction, so you couldn't go, like, pass through for some reason, I guess. But, like, it was still awesome. It was a beautiful day. It was hot as shit, though. Like, some, not seen kids, but, like, some rock dudes. Like, we're all wearing black. Like, come on, don't fool yourself. Like, you know. But we did get some cool photos. Um. If there was any one regret is not going to see the Louvre. Um, I mean, I'm an artsy fartsy fuck. So like I would have loved to see the Louvre. But the fact that I got to see the Eiffel Tower and basically get paid to do it was fucking awesome. So I I honestly like that high, Jeez, that holds high to me in my mind of some of the coolest shit I've ever seen. And I can't wait to go back. So I know that last memory is kind of hard to beat. Uh, this one is right up there. Um, I don't know if this would be some if this jeez if this would be something that I would uh, maybe talk to my kids about. But um, I'm sure you all know who Bam Margera is. You know, jackass, all that shit. Uh, if you ever watched it, there's the place called Bam's Castle. Um, I forget exactly where it is. It's like wor wor, wor-, wor- Worcester something. I don't fucking know. Look it up. I don't know. Bam Castle. Um, I was with Crown the Empire, and it was a Dance Gavin Dance headliner tour. And um the tour manager for the tour manager for Dance Gavin Dance, he was, I guess, friends with, I guess he toured, I think, with CKY or whatever, and New Bam or, or something like that. And basically, we got to spend a whole day and spend the night at BAM's castle. And I'm already freaking out. I didn't have a skateboard. So like, I mean, so we got there, we spent two nights there actually, I believe. Yeah, so two nights because we got there super late on a night and a bunch of us ended up playing pool for a long time and we kept just saying like, jackass and like throwing pool cues at each other and shit like that and like sliding down the, the railings of the, the stairs and falling and just doing stupid shit, drinking and having fun. I slept on some like crazy cool ass couch and it was a fun time. And then in the morning in the dude, I can't even talk, dude. Oh, I need a sip of beer. In the morning, myself and um, my friend Blake, who is dance, Gavin dances, uh merch guy. I also had him on the podcast. I'm pretty sure we talked about it. Him and I woke up in the morning and we went to the mall cuz we needed some shred sleds, aka skateboards. So, we go and do that cuz like I'm not going to be at freaking Bam's Castle where he has a full-on like barn skatehouse, like a skate park in a barn. It's fucking in, it's insane. So, we go get skateboards. I bought these new sick ass shoes. They were like light pink, and it was like Spitfire Ban like Spitfire Vans collaboration. Bought some shoes. We got some skateboards. Mob back to the house. Everyone's doing their thing. They're cooking breakfast. You know, doing drugs, drinking, and I I think I grabbed like a quick bite to eat. Started drinking. And then we just went and skated, dude. We went into that fucking place and we just just kept skating. Like I would say we skated collectively for maybe like 5 or 6 hours. And it was just dude, it was so fun. Like I even ripped it on the rip stick. Like I took the rip stick up on the quarter pipe and shit like that, dude. It was so sick. Uh eventually Bam came over with one of his buddies and and stuff like that. So that was cool to to meet him and hang out for a little bit. And um, he didn't, I don't think he skated, but his, uh, one of his buddies came over as well. And he was actually, actually skating with us or, or basically, no, no, we were skating with him because he was actually like fucking sick and could do a lot more stuff. But I definitely ate shit so hard um the uh the config the configuration of this like little like indoor skate park has changed now i think we were the last people to skate that before they tore it all down and like they made some more like bolt like a big bowl style park i think like that but anyways i was going to do like if if you skate you'll know what i'm talking about if you don't whatever um I went to go do a rock to fakie. The most basic thing ever. So like you go up the the quarter pipe, your front trucks go over the coping and you just go rock and then you come back. So I would say, so I'm like 5'10". So this quarter pipe must have been at least, I think it was like definitely 6'5" maybe seven foot and what I did and I'm drunk I'm drunk I should not be going up on like any ramps at all maybe just stay on flat ground Danny so what I do is I go and I have a little bit of speed I go rock and I have a nice rock and what happens is when I'm coming down my front truck hangs up on the coping and I fall Call it, well, because if it's a seven-foot quarter pipe, my body is not fully at seven feet because I'm a little bit down. So call it like six feet. I fall about six feet straight to my back and elbows. Am I drunk ass? Like, luckily, I didn't. Dude, if I would have knocked the wind out of myself, I probably would have, like, thrown up. Oh. I wonder what happens if you throw up while you have the wind knocked out of you. Is that even possible? Do you just die? I don't know. But basically it hurt so bad. My elbows. Okay. Well, for the rest of the tour, my back killed, but my elbows, like they had some bruises on them, like deep ones and the shit hurt. But you know what? Like, of course, like eating shit when you skateboard, like it sucks. And you're like, fuck dude. Why did that happen? That sucked. No, like this can't happen. This is so dumb. Like, so easy. Like, I got this. But you know what? I was kind of glad, because we're at Bam's freaking castle. Someone has to get hurt. Something stupid has to happen. If any that entire day, if nothing wrong happened, we f- we fail. So I'm glad that I could pick the torch up and at least do the bare bare minimum and eat shit on the easiest trip and almost paralyze myself but besides that myself and Blake the same person I was talking about before if you've ever seen on uh, what was it Viva La Bam or whatever the shows where it shows the the castle he has this snake driveway which is really cool I was like built in like ramps and our quarter pipes and shit like that. And uh, this gorilla and and whatnot. um, Oh, also mind you, it's fucking freezing, but Blake and I bombed his driveway, the snake driveway in our uh, chonies in our boxers. And it was great. It is on film. I'll probably post it. But yeah, uh, that's definitely a memory that is, is fond of, Fond of me. Fond of me? Is that even the correct way to say that? Um yeah, that was a really fun time. It was just just a bunch of dudes, bunch of bros, just kicking it. Like a day, like a day off. Oh, we're not at a mall, like a a mall parking lot, like hitting up Dave and Busters for happy hour. Like, no, we're at fucking Bam's castle. Bam shows up for a little bit, says, What's up? You know, we're eating jalapeno poppers. I'm getting shitty. And eating shit on the quarter pipe, skating my ass off, bombing driveways in my boxer briefs. You know what? Good time. I'm happy. I ate shit. And I also think you can rent that place as an Airbnb. Nuts! Burn this place down. All right. So this last one that I got for you, while it was happening, absolutely sucked. Sucked so hard. But looking back on it, obviously it's like funny now, or I'm, I don't know. I'm torn. It's bittersweet. I still fucking hate that just happened, but um, it was with the mice and men. Shocker, and basically our bus had bed bugs. Uh, when we first moved into the bus, I was like sitting on the floor. I was on the bottom bunk, and I saw like something crawl over my. Like the outside of the bunk. And I was like, what the fuck is that? And like by the time I can get my flashlight out on my phone, like it was gone. And um, no one, like I was like, it looked like, a, it looked like a bed bug. like. But the thing, I had no proof. I had nothing to show for it. Like I didn't have a picture or anything. It could have, to anyone else, it could have been uh, uh, any bug. I don't know. A, a normal bug that you might see anywhere. Fast forward to like the last maybe like week of tour, we're in Florida, and we start seeing like legitimate like dead bed bugs, and this shit was insane. I'm not gonna say what bus company won, because at the moment I can't remember remember, but their shit. Um, I know Alan posted about it on his story. And everyone was like don't post it um but there was a period of time before we were like convinced that it was bed bugs like i think like a week or two before this happened like before the story i'm gonna say i mean myself and like two other people in the bus had like these bug bites everywhere like hard to sleep like we would have to like almost get like blackout drunk or just a lot of weed to go to sleep and it was miserable. Like we had to get cream. Like, I think we went to the doctors twice and then like a, a a rock doc rock doctor, which is someone, a doctor that comes out to bands and shit like that. And they thought it was one thing and they thought it was something else. And they like were like, no, this, they're like, no, this is not bed bugs. Like it's not, it's not that. And then there was a whole talk about like wanting to get someone to come in and like spray it and, you know, like because that's chemicals and shit like that. I'm like, I don't know. I'm fucking eaten alive right now. Like every morning I wake up with at least like two to three, maybe four different bites and they itch like hell. It was brutal. So fast forward to like the last, like I I think I said, like the last, it was like the last week or so. Maybe less. Because I think we were, we traveled in different cars for the last like three or four dates. Three, I think. We had proof that it was bed bugs like 1000%, no shadow of a doubt. And well, hotel in freaking Florida. We had to pack every, well, I didn't have to back anything, but for the sake of the conversation, um, everything was packed up into like the, the gear and everything was packed up into like the U-Haul. Like, so band gear, everything that was in the trailer for the band, like their guitars, drums, literally like everything was packed up into this U-Haul, including our suitcases. So basically we had to move out of our bus. Just on a on a whim just hey everyone chop chop empty out let's go empty it into u-haul that's it we got to move out of this bus we can't we can't be in it and um well for the last i i think it was three days i think it was three days of driving in what we were driving in so instead of being in a bus we were in two different cars one was a Ford. I I believe it was a Ford Fusion. I uh, asked our guitar tech if he remembered, but he didn't remember. But I I'm pretty sure it was a Ford Fusion. And then I was in a car. Uh, okay, not a car. I was in a Ford Fiesta with Alan and myself in the back seat. Sean, our lighting guy. Who I had on the podcast, episode ninety five, was in the passenger seat. Passenger seat, and then Phil, the guitarist, was driving. They would switch off, but for some reason, and Alan and I just stayed in the back. Uh, I feel kind of bad. Sorry, Phil. Uh, Alan and I definitely slept for a fuck ton of that. <laughs> but dude, that was fucking crazy. Like literally, like doing a tour, like in. A bus, a nice. It was nice, but like the fact that we were being eaten alive was fucking awful. But then going to sitting in a fucking car, dude, that shit was brutal. But I will say the fact that like you're in a car, you can. I mean, we had to make good time. But the fact that like you know when you're on a bus, you can't shit on a bus. Also, my uh, my friend Adam Elmokaias. He has a uh, a new podcast called "Don't Shit on the Bus." Check it out. Um, He's talking about some real good information. Anyways, you know we you can stop wherever you want to. You know the bus driver is more or less like inclined to stop places like unless it's like an emergency. Like he's got to make good time. He has shit. He has to do. He has a sleep schedule he has to abide by. Like all this shit. Like, but the fact that like oh dude, it was so bad in that first day. That we drove, no, we drove in. The first time we had to drive in was to New Orleans. And then that night, our drum tech and I, we went out onto Bourbon Street and got hammered. And then woke up, hung over, and I had to sit in the car. It was brutal. Yeah, shit's rough. Shit's rough. I had to leave my hockey stick, bro. Yeah, but hey, it was only a a Sherwood. I rocked the wood, the wood stick, the wood and Sherwoods. It was like thirty five bucks, but I like that stick, bro. Ah. Anyways, it's been fun. Um, I'm probably I'm gonna try and do this again. I'm gonna try and think up some think up some more memories. Damn, I'm a little drunk. Sorry about that. Um, I'm going to try and maybe do this again, but maybe have like, maybe do like segments. Like, cause I know this is kind of broken up, but like I'm going to try and call some of my touring buddies and like maybe do like little tiny segments of talking to my friends about memories and, and shit like that. Or like best memories, scary moments, fucked up things, like all that shit. So if anyone listening, has toured with me or just tours in general and you have some crazy story, funny, uh, I mean, sliding down the road backwards in a bus in the a snowstorm like I did with What Was Me, you know, like if you have anything, you know, holler at me. If you have my number, text me. If not, Instagram or Twitter at It's Danny Todd. And um, yeah, for everyone listening, thank you so much for tuning in. And I will, uh, See you next weekend. Or I won't see you. You'll hear from me, bruh. All right. Love you. Peace.